0: Today on Parent Time, we talk to one of Australia's most endearing and enduring stars as we chat to the one and only Sam Moran in part one of Benny Asking Sam Questions. Now, in an industry where one shot is pretty much all you've got, my next guest has been able to defy the odds by rising up from the remnants of an apparent end to forge a new beginning having a fresh batch of fans, a bunch of industry accolades, sneaking off with an aria... And a Logan nomination to boot. He's the Mickey Rourke of Children's Entertainment, the comeback king. I'm speaking, of course, about none other than Sam Moran, and he joins me here today. Hi, Sam. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. I've never been referred to <laughs> as Mickey Rourke. You, I, you probably will never be referred to as, <laughs> as that again, but um, I was trying to work it out going. Yeah, he's he's about the most rene- recent sort of <laughs> Renaissance person I could think of. So yeah, so there you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, obviously, congratulations on the aria Rin. Thank uh, you. It's a big deal. Obviously, several months ago now, but it yep. certainly doesn't make it any lighter. Um, an award like that, what does it does it what does it mean to you? Uh, well, it means a lot, really.
1: It it, it means there's certainly um, validation that you're on that you what you're doing is 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 welcomed and you know then people see it as being valued and and so there, that sort of validation of that is you know it, it, as an artist that's we're all we all kind yeah, of sure. strive to have some sort of that uh, bit of that and it's one of those things where i mean i know how children respond to my yeah my music but um yeah right it's another you know it's another thing to be then um, how's the industry responds? exactly yeah exactly so, um, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. Wasn't it? it was very unexpected.
0: There was something quite nice about it because it's the third album. Uh, yes. The show's been running for a while. And. It's kind of nice that after that time, it's it's clearly getting better. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's absolutely. still an indication yeah. that what you're doing Hopefully. is right, and it's obviously moving in the right path. Exactly. Um, do you have encouragement any, to continue? Encouragement well. to continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not to or to go. Well, I'm not going to get better than this. I'll end. Cut <laughs> um, <laughs> one on my head. <laughs> this is about as good as it's going to get. What um, do you have any idea what might have changed in those in the last three albums? Why do you think this one became? Um, That's a hard one to answer. That is a hard uh,
1: one to answer because it, it is just, uh, it's a constant evolution in, you know, in the, in what I do, but I, and so I'm always trying to get better at what I do, but uh, do, am I, it's hard for me to yeah. self-analyse in that way. Sure. To say, well, album three was clearly better than album one. Yeah, yeah,
0: for, <laughs> for these reasons. You know, um, like,
1: so... I, I, I think they're all good in their own reason uh, for their own reasons and there's there's certainly certain songs sure. that I love on each on each album um, it's, it might be an event horizon point where it's like recognition of yeah, sure. of what I was doing came to a culmination point I guess
0: because having listening listened to them all extensively I think I might know what it is and I think it was a rapping right. presence Yes I think that might have been. I think if you now just put that on every album from yep. now on, I should okay. go away with, with something We're weird. <laughs> it's just such a... Like, I was like, I just wasn't... wasn't uh, sometimes with things like that, you need to be prepped, and I wasn't prepped for that, and <laughs> it just kind of launched out and hit me, and I, I just sort of... My family told me to turn it off eventually, but um, <laughs> I, I think what I really love about this song, though, is it's incredibly simple. I mean, rapping pre- kids love rapping presents. They love rapping stuff, just anything, actually. Yep. And... Kind of listening to it, uh, the 68th listen, it was kind of, you know, I just really, I I realised I just, it was really nice to hear someone touching that sensibility of just the simplicity of a child, but not simple like...
1: Yeah, no, it's just tapping into what's important to them mm. in their life. Uh, And to adults, that seems simple. There's simple moments and things like Mm. that 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 adults like pass by pass them by because they're so they're almost mundane things sure. in, to an adult. Yep. Like uh but they're really special moments to a child. Yeah. And so like you said, wrapping sitting down and wrapping presents, it's not something they do every day. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's not part of their daily routine. It's like it's something special that especially yeah. they I mean they get to unwrap presents, they understand and they and it's them learning that giving yeah. um mentality as well. So it's it's it is, it's a special moment for them. And so to see the world through their eyes and and write about that, Um, and and that's the thing. One of the things with writing for children is is uh, picking what those things are that adults think are mundane. (laughs)
0: You study the Conservatory of Music in Sydney. Uh, what did you study there? I studied music education. Musical education.
1: Uh, I, um, I. It's funny the way that course is structured. Is that's um, a four-year course with, uh, and uh, the first two years are preschool and then early yep. primary. Then you get to the older prime uh, into early high school and then sure. the, um, high school education. Uh, I didn't get. I didn't stay long enough yeah. to in high school.
0: Yeah, it's and a,
1: right at that moment is when I first started working with the Wiggles as well. Sure. So it felt like there was a little natural progression there, and that if I wanted to finish, yeah, you're never, yeah, yeah, you're never going to end
0: up teaching twelve to eighteen year olds. Um, there's something incredibly frightful about about a bunch of teenage children. though. Yes. Teen, I mean, I can teach naught to fives. That's fine. Give me hundreds yeah. of them, but like teenagers. Whereas like, my sister's a high school teacher, and yeah, she would right. say probably the other. Yeah, leader. yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> she knows. Do. She understands yeah. how to. Um, what sort of training level did you have to have to be able to get in a conservatorium or simply wasn't just to, you know, apply and get
1: in? Oh, well, I was there as a voice major as yep. well, classical voice yep. uh, major, but I also auditioned for trumpet as a trumpet yep. player. Um, there is a certain level of musicianship mm. understanding that has to have, you know, you have training you have to have done before you can... You have to sit an entrance exam to know that you've got that.
0: Yeah, sure. Because the other reason I asked that is obviously growing up in Wagga Wagga in the yes. 80s, probably wasn't particularly common well, for someone no, to want to go to classical it, voice.
1: You're you definitely correct. <laughs> it's funny though, like, I don't know what it was about Wagga at that time. There's a lot of people uh, in my few years that have all that all went through talent development. Oh, really? And, and, and all these things and went on and uh, like um, Darren Coggan, who was a country mm. singer and um, and his sister as well, who's another country singer, and then all these, these other theatre people and things all came out within a few years of. Uh, I just, so I don't know what exactly yeah, was sure. going on there that w- hasn't normally gone on because yeah. is obviously renowned for being the sporting capital.
0: Yeah, I, I, was, I didn't. Um, when I saw it, I, was, I, I could only imagine you must have done a lot of rehearsing on the on the field.
1: <laughs> well, I played AFL yeah, too because I was. I'm six foot two, and I was this height at fourteen. Yeah, yeah. You get. That's the way you get cred. Uh, yeah, right. In, yeah, uh, in school when you're doing tap dancing and yeah, singing, yeah, and sure. As long as you're playing Aussie rules,
0: you kind of need to have some cred. Um, so obviously, in a town like that, where you're saying that you know, well, it actually sounds like it was, there was a lot going on at the time. But did you have any mentors that kind of really? Because to get into the cons, a big deal. Like, yeah. uh, it's it's easy for you to sit there and kind of go, well, you know, I did my work. But it is it's a standard that you don't just get. By sitting in your room and going, oh, I'm just going to learn piano. You need someone there. Yeah.
1: There's a a couple of little moments in the thing. So um, my first memory of music, of being involved in music, was my mother put me in an early childhood music class. And in Wagga, they've got the Riverina Conservatorium. So it's a small conservatorium there. So that was when I was about five, four and five. And... Uh, the teacher pulled my mother aside and said, your son can sing really well in tune for his age. Really? Normally, normally at his, their age, they're not able to sing that well yeah. in tune. So you should put him in competitions. Because right. <laughs> that's the only thing <laughs> in what exactly. only outlet for, um, for yeah, singing, sure. I guess, is uh, putting in Stedfords.
0: Do you, do you recall from that early on being touched by music? Uh, I do.
1: It's one of those things where um, well, I just loved it. I just mm. loved Singing and I, lo- I found it really interesting in the structure of it and everything was just really played with my mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So from there, I so I was singing for a few years and then I um, I did a musical where I played in Wagga, uh, of the Music Man where yep. I played Winthrop the young boy. Yep. Um, and so that was my first moment on stage, like doing a theatre sort of thing. And in the character of Winthrop learns to play the cornet. Sure. Is and so. That where I got introduced to playing trumpet. Okay. And so, so from there I got stage. an interest in that. And so I actually went to the home so sure then and started learning to play trumpet. Okay. And so I played from ten all the way through and it went and then once you're in that sort of part then there's concert bands and there's it's a social aspect to it. But, yeah. Uh, so it became my social group. It was, yeah, you know, sure. it was other musicians and
0: Classical instruments tend to tend to open up that kind of collaborative world a yeah. no more because I think with a, with traditional bass guitar drums, you inevitably find three mates that you know yep. you all like the same films or something, and you sit in the garage and kind of get all angsty, and that's what you do. Whereas you know, learning <laughs> classical whereas the band instrument I was in <laughs> in high
1: school was, uh, and it seems to be I was the only the only decent trumpet player I guess at my at my school. So <laughs> I was in year seven, and the year nines and tens. There was a jazz band, yep. a Dixieland jazz band that they were starting, yep. and they didn't have a trumpet player. Yep. So, who was you? They were they were um, much older than I was. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, but they got they ro- roped me in to be the,
0: the trumpet player for that. But you weren't wearing black and practicing in one of the one of their garages, no. were you? No. no, no, no. Well, I was in the garage absolutely. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I do remember that the one of the players of the Dixieland yeah. band, the drum pl- the drummer, had never played drums before. And he was a renowned wow. classical pianist. In it, in in it, he
0: was a, never played drums before and was drumming no. in
1: a Dixieland jazz band. Yeah. Okay. And he was he was actually really well known in town as a very good classical pianist. But yeah. Yeah, um, So there's those little uh, elements yeah. going up. Um, and then when I was 14, there was a teacher, uh, a singing teacher, because I'd never had singing lessons at that mm. point. I just was good at singing and, yep. and, and it came reasonably naturally. Uh, when I was 14 there was a singer that came once a month from Sydney yep. um, who was an opera-trained singer who, and, and a, a male opera-trained singer. Yep. There wasn't many male yeah, sure. singing teachers in what we're yeah. at that point. So having a male singing yeah. teacher that knew at 14 when my voice had cha- just changed yeah. and things like that, having somebody like that that understood all that talked me through the, the starting to learn Italian arias yeah, and sure. things like that, um, was a, it was the perfect age, I think, to really yeah, start. Yeah, right. See,
0: because it's not interesting, because I mean, it really goes back, like you're saying, you, you sort of always loved it. I mean, a 14 year old boy being taught Italian <laughs> yeah. arias. I mean, that's, yeah, that's no, no, not. Yeah, in Wagga, Wagga Yeah, in Wagga yeah. Wagga. I mean, that's not. That's just. He must have really. There must have been a deep, deep love for yeah, it quite know, early on. I think on. My,
1: uh, you know, um, my dad's Scottish, and he, my whole life, he just. He, he sings a lot, especially yeah, sure. in the shower, yeah. but sings very well. Yeah. But uh, never did yeah. anything with it. And um, he, but uh, just sings in the shower. So he was just he, 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 like, he loved Harry Secom. Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> he used to sing. <laughs> yeah, right. have, have Harry Secom records on all the time. Um, so I don't know whether it's just having that it around. around, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Fast forward to the to the conservatorium, yes. and then you sort of leave from there. There was. One I was going to ask is, when was children's music become important? But it sounds like it kind of was well and truly already there. Well, you know what it is. It's it's funny that when, when people say, did you always um, mm. intend
1: on being a children's entertainer? And my my it's one of those things where I say, well, no, it wasn't <clears throat> you know, the path I chose early on. Yep. But I think Steve Jobs talks, talked about in one of his speeches that you have to believe that the the dots in your life will connect. Yeah, sure. And so... When I I look back now at all the things I did. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like they all linked from one to the other. And uh, it, it was like almost destined that of course yeah, I sure. was going to be that. I just didn't yep. really realize that was the path I was on. Yep. Can you dance through the beat? Here's how you do it. Yeah, you move your feet. That's how you... Each song's different. They yeah. approach each song differently. And um, I know the first song I wrote for Play Along Sam was uh, Dance to the Beat, yeah. Yeah, Dance to the Beat, uh, which is one of the most popular ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song I wrote from, uh, very based in music education philosophy, sure. of Dalcros. Um is, or Eurythmics, Um is a philosophy that children learn how to move that they explore music by learning how to move to it. Yeah, sure. So, like walking in yep. time, and so fast and slow, yep. and, and understanding the rhythm of it just through self, ex, you know, yep. exploration. So that song, I uh, it's it's a challenge for yeah. Can you dance to the beat? Yeah, and then each verse then goes into a different yeah, of way of moving ends. to the beat. So yeah. it's um, marching, jumping, but the music mm. changes to respond mm. to that to encourage the movement. the the the, the encourage the movement to change. So the jumping to the beat, so from marching to the beat, it's a very you know rigid four four to the floor sort of march, and or you know it's very walking side to side sort of marching rhythm. When it comes to the jumping, then it's just every beat accented because that's to encourage that sort of jumping move. And then we do the breakdown in the last verse, which is skipping, where then it goes into a swan. We swing it to encourage that skip. it's really, it's really. So there is a a philosophy to doing that, to encourage movement in the the way you're asking them if they can do it, in in the challenge as well. Well, now we're marching to the beat. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. We're jumping to the beat. Oh, yeah, we're doing it. Of course I don't do that with every song. Like, it depends on what the no, outcome absolutely. what the outcome I want from that song.
0: But I but I get a sense there's a lot of th- that there's that kind of thought hmm. kind of always in the back of your head. Not that particular style, but yeah. that theory. But I mean songs like I Can Hardly Wait and yeah. Cuckoo. You know, it's it's almost less about the just the song. Here's the song, but yep. more about hey, there's just this little thing that's going on behind here yep. that I want you to kind of become. Yeah, conscious is, of.
1: It, well, and that's the thing is I always check myself is because you can as an adult, it's uh, you can become a little self indulgent <laughs> about things. Totally. Um, so I always have to check myself and say, well, what's in it for them? <laughs> because it, writing for children is different than writing for adults, because yeah. adult, I mean, a lot of adult artists write from their own perspective and it's the audience responds because they, they've had a shared experience yeah, or they sure. are, and they, they're tapping into the same story. Yeah. So people are telling their own story. Whereas <coughs> writing for children, as an adult, you're actually trying to see the world through their eyes and tell yeah. their story, not telling your own story at all. Uh, there is, uh, is a lot of um, adult, musicians, uh, adult musicians that then do a children's yeah. album and... Some, sometimes it works sometimes yeah. it doesn't because sometimes they don't re- uh, they, what they do is they think what they need to do is dumb down their music rather than totally for children rather yeah. than um, it's a different way mm. of thinking rather than it's not just dumb down adult music yeah it's, sure a totally different perspective of the world.
0: Well, really. I did an interview with um, Peter Dayson, who writes Justine Clark's mm. stuff, and is the play School Piano Player. And he, he sort of said it. He's what you're saying. He said, you know, simple doesn't mean simple can still be clever. Yeah, and he's sort of the similar thing. Is you know, it's, it he works very hard at keeping it very simple. It's not a particular sort. I mean, I think the cuckoo one, even though it's not strictly the same thing, but what it does do because I I listened to it with my daughter, but you find her trying to, yeah, she's trying to work out like there is eleven, but musically that doesn't feel. When we were recording that, they um, because
1: obviously the the cuckoos are like five cuckoos don't fit into the same space as what six or seven. So Mm. how do you? not make that feel, you know, um yeah. disjointed and things as you go on. And the the people I was recording with didn't get why they thought, well why are you leaving so much space after the number five, you know, before you come back in.
0: You get we should go to straight back, back in.
1: I'm like, Yeah, but that's not keeping a rhythm for a child. Yeah, it'll be too difficult. You're like suddenly syncopating halfway through a song and it, like <laughs> it's like like while well, an <laughs> adult maybe I'll to keep up with that. <laughs> We might like an adult, even to be honest, most um you know, unmusically trained adults probably wouldn't be able to keep up with that chain, that change in rhythm. Yeah, ninety percent It's just a general feeling. You've got to maintain mm. that meter the whole way through.
0: Oh, from from um, birth to to death, ninety yeah. percent of music is four four. You know, right. it's it's yeah. not doesn't really drift much from that. Having said that, I am trying to write a song in five again, but Round um, for children, yeah.
1: Five o'clock, the bird
0: goes. Six o'clock, the bird goes. Every hour of the day. So the other thing about your songs, which you're sort of just touching on there, is is musically there's there's quite they're really rich. There's a lot going on. Like uh, like, traditionally, a lot of kids stuff is like a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus. There might be a little bridge, verse, not even a bridge. Sometimes it's just a verse that's just in a bit of a different type of melody, and back in the chorus a couple of times. was your, your, there's a lot going on in your songs. I mean, the, I think the Sandcastles is a great example. Yeah. And um, I had a, another one, um, I Can Do Anything. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of changes. I mean, there's not just a bridge. There's a whole bunch of – I mean, there's just a lot of breakdowns. There's just a lot of things going on in there. I mean, how long does it take you to write a song? I mean, does it, it – you just
1: – It's Every song different, but um, And it's funny because uh, – See, where there was there was a bit of a philosophy with uh, when, was, when we wrote with wheels was if you are spending more than half half an hour to forty minutes on writing the song, just the budget, the, the skeleton yep. of it, uh, then you're probably overthinking it.
0: Okay. Um, Do you tell me, songs like that take you like thirty minutes to put together. Well,
1: not all of them. Like some of them will take a few hours to uh, because you get to you hit a wall somewhere. Sure. And, uh,
0: so, so, having that 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 much. You know, those th- that many changes and that kind of things going on a song is that yep. just your tendency in writing, or do you sort of do find yourself kind of going, Oh, come on, we need to just do
1: uh, this
0: more? Or it
1: generally speaking, we know pretty early on, we start, and once again, it also depends who you yeah, are writing sure. with, but generally, we'll start with just coming up with uh, melodies and and um, you know, for it that and realize whether that's a chorus or the verse or. We'll just start playing around with a few melodies. Then I'll start thinking, well, um, well, what does this song sound like? Is this a dancing song, sure. or is this a um, is this going to lend itself to it being a counting song? Or but I'll also have in the back of my mind what songs I need. Whether I, I think, like yeah. for an album, I do need a counting song, sure. or I want a color song, or just an, a thematic idea or something that might mm. spur an idea, yeah, in, sure. the, in the musical as well. So, but uh, when it comes to the, the structure of it, once I know what type of song it's going to be, yeah. whether it's, I want a, a child to sing this song, if I if they're going to sing it, I need to do it in a certain key, sure. um, and it, then it's not really, for me, it's got to be in a lower key yeah. for me, so that it's in yeah. their key to sing, yep. and a lot of... Yep. Um, That's interesting. Um, so yeah, it has to be within their singing range. Um and generally speaking, it's very repetitive singing-wise then. Yep. So I might just do three verses. Okay. That are, you know, that's got a chorus built. You know, some songs are structured that way where it's just... So this is if you're encouraging one and they sing along to like a counting to. song, sure. Yeah, uh, where it's extremely repetitive um, and only within a certain few yep. notes of singing and okay. then it's got to be in the right key for them to sing. Yep. Um, where if it's a dancing song, then... If it's a dancing song, I pretty much it's pretty free range yeah, to do sure. whatever musically I yeah. feel like I want to do. About and then just listening. And sometimes you're just playing along. You will do the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, or or children's music, chorus, chorus, verse, chorus, <laughs> verse. Um,
0: <laughs> so true.
1: Um, and then it'll just start feeling like, oh, we want to go. Want to go? It wants to go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, sure. we'll, Yeah, right.
0: And then can, we just indulge our like...
1: we indulge our adult artistry a bit. Yeah, in that. sure. And go, it feels like it wants to go somewhere. Anywhere, yeah. Right. Or it feels like it needs a pre-chorus, you know, a
0: build-up. A build or... So you still, trad- I mean, you still are predominantly the slave to the song. You're still just going, yeah, does this feel like it absolutely. needs to go anywhere else? Yeah. With, with that, because...
1: I... It, do- it is, it is also determined on what I want the outcome of the song to be. Yeah, sure. Um, or where it feels like it's going to be.
0: Come with me,
1: you. yeah, come on. One, two,
0: three, four, cal- Well, that, I mean, that's pretty relevant, particularly with Boo, because it's obviously songs that were—I mean, eighty percent of them are specifically written for our family Christmas and
1: and beach. And you know what? That is probably one of the things about that album more than the others is I had a uh, a much more structured brief of what to write.
0: Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah,
1: because the first two albums, uh, I was. Uh Nickelodeon gives me free reign to write whatever yep. I want to write. The songs for Boo were written for six half hour specials, yep. which were really scripted. Yep. So they were story based and they rather than just um, story yep. they were, rather than skits. Yep. So each song each um special was a theme. Yep. And so we knew that we needed three songs for each special. Sure. And so each, so three sure. songs had to be with, fit within a beach special. Yep. And this, so I knew there was three songs had to be beach related. Three songs had to be Christmas yeah, sure. related, three like that. And so within those three, then I went, okay, well, they've got to be contrasting. Each, sure. Each song okay. as well. And I started yep. thinking about that. And so it was a much more structured yeah. plan.
0: Was that easier for you?
1: No, it was way harder. Was it
0: really? Yeah. It's it way funny. harder, but of, sometimes I was like that.
1: Uh, it was funny. Like I um, I did sit I can't remember who it was now. Um, I heard an artist talking about that they said that their best work came when the borders were set, when the, the parameters and the boundaries were set that uh, determined their their best work. And I found the the boundaries and the parameters constricting, but it probably did end up creating work for
0: me. Yeah, right, okay.
1: Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it just it took me longer to, to come up with ideas and sure. things because, because of those parameters.
0: But, yeah, I mean, you've also just said there, I mean, you've said a couple of things that would kind of lean to that anyway. you already said, well, you know, I've only got three songs, so this one segment, they've got to be contrasting. They've yeah. got to, like, already you're sort of painting a bit of a... Before you're picking up an instrument, yeah, you've already exactly. gone... Actually, I kind of need to sort of head down this road. Yeah. And the other thing I want to talk about is the instrumentation on your songs because yeah. they are, I mean, you know, look, they they—they—they they do, they are different. I mean, every song has its own sort of feel that's going on, but there is a pretty constant palette through a lot of your stuff. Yeah. And I wonder how, I assume that's probably pretty intentional. I mean, kids, you kind of want them to at least be able to go, that's a Sam Moran song.
1: It's not so much that, but because um, my voice kind of is that. Uh, that big Good thing, call um, Is that connection it, It's it's mainly For me That Because Every Especially writing for children I try to do as many genres As I can Sure And really Like I'm writing for The next album at the moment uh, I've already got half the album done But um,
0: well, and Each album has like
1: 30 songs <laughs> <on the> lyrics, <laughs> Yeah so. so I've got a few more to write For the um, the next album But I almost look at the of all the songs I've written, and go okay, what song don't I have? What yeah, sort of okay. genre do, right I do I have? Now. I not done. Yeah, um, because I want because especially children of that age, they're experiencing music for the first time. They don't yeah. know what their favorite type of music is. Yeah, sure. So they' it's the perfect time to expose them to every genre. Yeah, you can, classical to you know jazz <laughs> to things, and they eat it up. They love they yeah. they love it. So I try to do as many different genres as possible. So instrumentation wise. The way to st- to st- I find to string them together is to keep the instrumentation similar across all, uh, all the sure. genres. And so then there's a flow yeah. across them. Even though you're doing a reggae or a I rock understand, or, but it's the same thing. There's yeah. still something that feels familiar about Well, I, th- all I think
0: you need that. I mean, if it's too if it's too stark, if it's too yeah. different, so you, you will. I think you will lose a child because they'll, like what you're saying, they'll kind of go, I'm not listening to the person that... Yeah, I like now. Yeah, um,
1: but it was and I also th- try to use as ma- uh, as many real instruments as possible. I don't. I, um, there was another
0: question I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you do a lot of it in the box? Is a lot of it on. Um, is a lot of the instruments synthesized things, no. and they're uh, oh,
1: all? generally not. It's it's all like I play trumpet, so I play trumpet yeah, on the album. Um, the I I've been adamant about keeping it live. Drums on yeah. the song. I was going
0: to ask cause Matt, who is that drummer? That is <laughs> like I was just listening to it going. No, that's gotta that's got be a drum machine. That's gotta be really well programmed drum machine. Yeah, Murray Sheridan, who, um, who mixes
1: the arms as well. In the morning, ready for my day, I brush my teeth. Up and down, around around. I brush my teeth. Brush,
0: brush, 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 brush. Unlike a lot of children's artists, you've got a full band going on. You've got yeah. drums, and it's and they're and they're, they're drums. So you've yeah. got the full drums going on, and that's not particularly common. I think a lot mm. of the trend in children's music is to keep it quite sparse. Not a lot of people even use. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Casper Baby Pants, no. but I did interview with him, and I was saying to him, "There's no drums," and he said, "Look, I don't want drums because it just feels like it sucks up too much space." And then I sort of revisited people like Justin Clark and all the same yeah. sort of. See and then when I got to you, I kind of went, actually, there's a roof, there's a band going on here, and yep. it's loud, and it is consuming space, but it's still, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Um,
1: that's something that I've, that I go back and forth on with my myself as well, is because I do, I don't want it to let it go too far down that. Yeah. And it's easy to, because it becomes indulgent yourself, that you're indulging your own artistry, things that you want to hear the drums. It's one of those things where I do try to have a certain couple of songs on each album that uh, remove the drums or sure. put them in brushes or something that keep takes them back out a bit.
0: I understand. Just almost re-syncs everything and yeah. sort of... Yeah, and um, you know,
1: moments, uh, moments to kind of take back from that. Otherwise, it's unrelenting. Yep. Um, it is also uh, part of the, the show... Uh, you know, Obviously, I'm on Nick Jr., yep. and part of Nick Jr.'s... Thing is that it, everything's very up and and you know dancing along very excitable at all times so that's enough, probably one of the reasons I keep a lot more drums in there but
0: but, but it works I mean the, yeah. the, the biggest risk with that over instrumentation is you lose the vocals and when yeah, kids sings exactly. and I remember mixing the album and sort of really at great length saying to the engineer it's not this isn't a rock where they need to, I need to be front and center but they need to hear the lyrics. And, and funnily you, enough, you manage that to separate
1: those oh, that's, two well, things. that's, that's, that's <laughs> Thank God. Uh, well, yeah, because it's funnily <laughs> enough, I actually, um, when we are mixing, I'm actually telling the mixer, because, um, pop music is very much vo- vocals front mm. and center. Uh, when you listen to other radio, it's just compressed to all hell and, and but yep. right, right, smack bang in your face. Um, I'm very conscious to tell them to mix me back in the mix. Okay. Uh, still, EQ it so that it sure. stands out, but it should be yeah, don't be uh, um, It should be in the mix that it's equally as important. The other instruments are equally as important. Yep. Because they're um, because children are listening to these other yeah, sure, instruments, sure. and it's not just not just about the vocals. It's about the the overall sound yeah, of music and introducing them to, to different instruments and things and, and different sounds. So I'm actually mixed back quite a lot into, mm. the, um, into yeah, okay. the band, but EQ'd in a way that it, it still cuts through. Yeah, sure. Um,
0: yeah, that's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Uh, it does to me. I might put a little side note to yeah, the yeah. listeners to explain explain that. Oh, crocodile snap, The If you'd like to know more about sam then be sure to tune in to part two of our interview alternatively you can go to his website at www.samoran.com for all the latest news and goss and for more parent time goodness go to www.bennytime.com thanks for listening to me benny asking people questions